When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Anson Report Podcast is brought to you by Audible. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash Report to get a free audiobook and free 30-day trial. Hey guys, real quick. The Tetsuya Nomura interview that had some DLC tidbits and other things came out after we recorded this podcast. So we'll be addressing that next week. Uh, this week we're talking about DLC that we want to see in the game and, and my little DLC plan for Kingdom Hearts 3. So enjoy that and uh, enjoy the show. nothing can understand nothing plunge deeper into the darkness and your heart will grow even stronger good tidings and welcome to the ansom report podcast this is ansom report number eight is that right I don't know. Yes, it's number eight. Hey, hi everybody. I'm 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 Michael, and with me today is Jason. Hello. And returning after a couple week hiatus, he's done. He's done making plans. He's ready to hang out with us and talk about Kingdom Hearts. The Master Masters Addison. What's up, guys? I'm- hey, oh good to have God. you back. It's good to be back. And and hey, here's one way to look at that. Uh, if you can't remember what number on your, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, that's true. If I can't, well, I feel like we could have been on number three, and I wouldn't have remembered what number we were on. So I don't, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good indicator. But I, pre- I appreciate that sentiment. So because you were absent last week, Addison, when we did our uh, we did our big review episode, I, I want to give you uh, an opportunity to kind of talk about what your final review of Kingdom Hearts is. Now, obviously, it's not going to be as in depth as we did last week, but uh, uh, lay out some stuff for us. What do you What do you got? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll I'll take a moment. Um, I I guess I'll just give you maybe like some general thoughts and and, and overall. I I think I did listen to your podcast. You guys did like a, a score out of a hundred, pretty much, right? Yeah, we we I think I gave it three five eight over two days. Yeah, out of a hundred. <laughs> very appropriate. So yeah, um, I guess just some some general thoughts. Um. I guess I'll I'll hit on some of the big themes um, like you guys did. Um, gameplay I thought was extremely fun. Um, never really felt that it got repetitive the first playthrough. Now I've only played it a little bit more after my my first playthrough, so I I really didn't even continue to play it enough for for it to ever get old. So I really enjoyed playing the game um, despite of all of the. Uh, hubbub before the game coming out and questions about would the how it would feel and how it would flow and all that stuff. I really, really enjoyed playing the game. Um, that was probably one of my favorite parts. Other than what we've all already agreed on and touched on a thousand times is so easy. Like, yes. So easy. I don't think I really struggled at all until um, like second form master xehanort when um go go xehanort no um no the 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 the, i guess last form xehanort oh when he's when he's popping out of keyholes and stuff yeah just because that one kind of like that like they that was like a traditional kingdom hearts boss fight like right i mean on proud mode i had to play through it or i had to play it and try it a couple times to really figure out all of the things he was doing. Um, but even then it, it really only took me a couple tries. Right. Like I want to say like every other kingdom hearts game in the past, like whether it might not even have been just like final bosses, there were bosses where I had to try over and over and over again. And we're probably talking, I'm pretty sure I used to play on standard mode. So maybe I'm just better at video games now than I was back then. I guess we've all played a lot of Kingdom Hearts over the last year with, you know, all the vinyl mixes and prepping for for KH3. But regardless, I just, 
I did not feel challenged. And yeah, you're you're I'll, not the only one that feels that way for sure. So I don't I don't think it's that we all got better at Kingdom Hearts. I think the game was a little on the easy side. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that completely. Um, so that was a big letdown. But other than that, I mean, actually playing the game was probably my favorite part of of the experience. Um, story, um, hit and miss, like. There were things I really liked about it, and, and I really attribute this to, I think, as much as we all love Numira and what he's, like, created in this whole series, I feel like he, he generated too much hype, or I don't know if that's what I'm really looking at. He, there's too much that, that pre, precursor to this. There was too much to address. There were too many characters involved to really do them all justice. There was just so much going on that we kind of fell into the same trap as as the the last one. And I feel like they could have done a better job where maybe they addressed some of the other characters a little bit more gameplay-wise in the first part of the game, the Disney part of the game, rather than just feeding us cutscenes from time to time. Right. Oh, oh, all right, there's Kyrie and Axel off... Uh, sitting in a wooded glen supposedly they're training or uh king mickey and riku are off doing something doesn't really feel all that important important other than you know maybe when they're in the the realm of darkness or the dark margin or whatever you want to call it right. um i just felt like and part of i i get why it was so sore centric because sore is the boy right He's the main guy but I think that's what I'm what I'm trying to get at. Like Nomura did himself a disservice with this game with creating so many characters who feel so important to the story and we love so much that he couldn't give them all the treatment that Sora got in this game. You know what I mean? Right, for sure, for sure. Um so I, I mean I love I love the Sora's story and adventure. Like it was great, but I just felt like you know, throughout Disney, you're playing all the Disney worlds. They give throw you a couple bones here, a couple, actually not a couple, a lot of cutscenes, <laughs> um, which was maybe a gripe for me. Man, so many cutscenes. Well, and, and to your point, it was about characters that we didn't really care about. Like how how right. many times do I got to see see Enzo? Right. Or right. And, and this actually goes back to like a trailer conversation we had where I said there was that hooded figure talking to Syax, and I was like, if it's Vexen, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, it turns out it was Vexen, and yeah. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> you right. know, uh, so yeah. that that they could have wrote a different story there that pertained to the characters we do care about, like Roxas or Shion or Aqua or Ventus or any of those characters. So I, I agree with you on that wholeheartedly. Right, and I feel like the the so once you finish the Disney worlds, everything else felt really rushed. Like I really loved saving Aqua. I I thought that was great. Like, that was a good start, right? Because you were just waiting for it. Because you knew you were going to save Aqua. You'd, we'd seen, like, the little preview of Sora and Aqua, the fight, right, beforehand. So we knew that was going to happen. And you're just waiting for it. And it finally happens. And you're like, all right, this is awesome. And I really enjoyed that. We've talked before about when Sora comes and almost kind of saves the day, right? As mm -hmm. Rico's, Riku's kind of starting to get worked. That was amazing. And then from then on, while there were a lot of things that I really liked, like you know, things that, that really got me hype when, when they happened. In retrospect, like, that back end of the game, it, it all happened so quick. You know what yeah. I mean? It all just kind of, they piled it on. You went awkward. Then it was Vin. Then suddenly you were in the final battle, and all this crazy shit's happen happens. And um, I, I think one of my biggest gripes, um, and I don't know, I, I'd have to go back and play it again, but I feel like as stoked and like as jacked as I was when Roxas came back, like looking back on it after the fact, I kind of felt like, man, it was kind of out of nowhere and anticlimactic. You know what I mean? He just popped out of nowhere. Like it, there was no real, I mean, they talked about the vessels and like, like how they could bring them back if they have a vessel and they kind of prefaced it. All right, well, here's Vexen drops off this vessel. So you kind of saw it coming but I was hoping for more fanfare. Right. I think it still yeah. works. It worked. It just, I guess I wanted more for that, 
for for the Roxas reunion. You know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. I think the main issue with that is isn't because it does. I agree with Jason. It does work, and it didn't because really. It didn't, it didn't really happening. earn it, but it does work. But then that's it for Roxas. The that's the that's uh, the issue that's, with yeah. me is yeah. it's like we don't get to spend they they resolved the three five eight over two story with that but then we don't get anything else from roxas other than oh you're worried sora when he walks up at one point and <laughs> yeah. and, and that's it that's it you know and so and and besides you know gallivanting on the beach for some reason yeah ru- racing riku everywhere but i yeah I, I i was a little disappointed overall with the roxas product we received even though i felt like the actual moment worked yeah Despite, like you said, there's no real, there's not a whole lot of oh, setup for it, right? And don't get me wrong, like I said, I was like super pumped for it when it was happening, and then you fight, you know, alongside him, and he's just doing work, like we've mentioned before. It was, it was a lot of fun, um, but like I feel like just in the grand scheme of things, the overall theme, you know, that like the pace to that, the the end of the story, and how quickly everything suddenly just like snowballed, and suddenly you were fighting Master Xehanort, it just kind of felt like man that like i spent so much time in disney and it was a lot of fun because the game is a lot of fun to play stories and disney were kind of hit and miss some of it was really good some of it was a little cheesy or, or you know um not quite as great and then suddenly all the meat you know just hits you in the face at the end and it's just like overwhelming and it just happens so quick yeah, it was like going to Texas Day Brazil and uh <laughs> the Disney Worlds were all this salad bar we had to eat, which it's a good salad bar. Don't get yeah, me wrong. It's, it's probably the salad best bar. salad bar you'll ever have. But then you get hit with all this meat and you're like, I'm full. <laughs> you could have you could have spread that. this meat out a little longer. I yeah. know. That is a great analogy. I love it. <laughs> I think what would have helped is if like during the fight, so okay, Roxas comes back, but then like it just goes like right into the fight, and nothing that really has to do with his story happens besides they reunite, right? Like, there's no like Roxas Zemnis moment because Zemnis already left. There's no like. Well, there is a Roxas Zemnis moment. He points his keyblade at him and talks shit to him. Yeah, tells him that he doesn't have as much influence over the hearts. Oh yeah, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, okay. he talks shit on him. He goes. He goes, you're a bitch, Zemnus. <laughs> he, he ghetto style points his keyblade at him, dude. Yeah. He like turned. I, he... like, I like that. I like that he got his moment. Like... He did, yeah, he did turn it on him. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would have been cool if they had like. I, I feel like it would have helped with a couple of our gripes in this part. Is like, you could have had it where you already have a cutscenes in the middle of the in the middle of the fight, right? So if it just cuts from like. Not like full on cutscene, but like you're fighting and then it like zooms in and like like Roxas is doing work on Zemnis or something and they're like talking shit on each other and then he gets him with like a real big hit and then that's why Zemnis leaves or something. Then it's Yeah, like, that would have been cool. You get some more story and you get the team up moves and you get well, the My my personal opinion is that you I get that Riku and Mickey are, are the boys, but you you boot Riku and Mickey from that last fight and you put in Ventus and Roxas. And then it's yeah. three Soras versus the three Xehanorts. I mean, to me, that's easy. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. That would have been dope. Yeah, that would have been dope. I, you know, I, I had this thought, like, I think I actually thought about it yesterday while I was watching your Let's Play. Um, and you, I think it was the episode in Monsters, Inc. where you guys finally ran into Vanitas and, like, you were so jacked. And at <laughs> one point you said, are we going to fight Vanitas right now? And I feel like stuff like that, you know, like, in... in as, as much as I hate to like tout birth by sleep is what kingdom hearts should have tried to be like you did stuff like that. You know what I mean? you you, you just kind of got a taste of the boss like throughout the game. Whereas in cage three, like the organization, sure. They like showed up in cutscenes throughout the Disney worlds, but it, they didn't really give you anything else. You know what I mean? Right. Just kinda... Yeah. There was no Zaldan fight in the middle that killed you yeah. over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they did the same thing with young Xehanort in Toy Story. You don't really fight him. Sora tries to fight him in a cutscene, but gets thrown into the video game. Yeah, they just didn't kind of like they didn't they didn't throw any surprises at us. You know what I mean? Right. Like the the game, like the the script played out exactly as everybody expected, except for you know some of that kooky stuff where you know um, when you know they die and then is is there time. <laughs> 
travel is there not time travel what the hell just happened right. that was like kind of like a, a, a bit of a weird surprise in the turn and didn't really know what the hell was going on but other than that like as far as like the character the way that things played out with all the characters it just kind of felt like so not surprising at all you know what i mean i agree i agree it was very much cookie cutter how the story if i was like writing kingdom hearts 3 it's what i would have written you know what i mean yeah and, yeah Nomira even admits that in like this uh i think we talked about it last week but i have this art book that came with a special edition and he talks about he rewrote the ending multiple times and decided to just go with the most straightforward version of it because mm-hmm. he wanted to make everybody happy. Uh, so yeah. I I think there's a different version of that script out there that is a little more wacky and a little more out there. But I Yeah, think, I'd love to see that. And I think that's probably the biggest issue with Kingdom Hearts 3 is I think they played it safe a lot uh, in, sure. in a lot of different, you know, the story and some of the gameplay and some of the you know, different things. They, they, they want it to appeal to the broadest audience. And that, and that makes sense. I don't, I don't mm. have a huge problem with that, but I think we could have gotten a more, a, a better game for people that have been fans of the series forever. If, if they had taken a few more risks with things. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. The game turned out really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed playing it. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. You've, you've, I think I've aired all my major grievances. I mean, right. there are other, like, I'm not going to go too much into, like, my disappointment with the, the in-game um, material, because in this day and age, <laughs> they have all, like, they're, they're very capable of fixing that um, with DLC. So, I mean, I'm not going to bother with that too much, but it was kind of like, all right, I beat the game. There were a couple things here to do. Um, and then it was kind of like, and you kind of, I, I think, I don't know if it was you that said, one of you that said um, that you do all this stuff at the end game, right? They, you can earn all this stuff to make you super strong, but then what do you do with it? There's, right. there's, there's no like, there's the one secret boss fight, which I, I will admit it took me uh, on proud mode. It did take me a little bit to, to finally beat him, but um, that was it. Yeah, uh, he's, he. Him and, and that last Xehanort fight you described are almost designed to punish you for doing things you did the whole game. And yeah. so they're really cool in that regard. But he's not mm-hmm. that hard. He's not Lingering Will. Once you figure it out, it, it's, yeah, like Lingering Will is the thing where you just need to practice for hours and hours and hours and figure out, like, perfectly time everything where, yeah, the, what's what was this character's name? The Infernal or something? Dark Inferno. Uh, dark, in, dark, dark Infernal, yeah. Yeah, he he was just a matter of figuring out what he's doing and and coming up with a plan to to beat him, and then it, it was pretty easy. Right, and and that same token though, at least he's not like um, what was that? What was the name of the hidden boss in BBS? Uh, Unknown. N- no heart was that his name? Um, I think it's No Heart, but that that one's so ridiculously hard, and it's like impossible. Yeah, it sucks. You have to like spam stuff, and even even uh, Dream Drop Distance with uh, the what's his name, Big Pete. What's yeah. his name? Uh, Can't think of his name right now. Frank and Pete. I don't know his name, but he. You literally just spam balloon, spam balloon, spam balloon to beat that guy. So it like at least it's not that. At least there's like strategy you can do to fight him and beat him. Yeah. But it, the end game content in general is is mostly disappointing. I mean, even getting to level ninety nine, I just was grinding one of the battle gates and I did that pretty easily. Mm. Like it took me maybe an hour from level, you know, I beat the game at like level 35 or 36 and then just was grinding just from shot there. straight to 99. Right. Like that kind of bummed me out too. That was like the only good way to grind after the game was you right. doing the battle like over and over again. Well, and there's one, there's the specific one in uh Hercules, the first one, not the one with the big um, mini boss guys, but it's just like a bunch of, bombs water bombs and fire bombs yeah and you can just literally go in there with a magic build and cast thundaga and you're done with it in less than a minute 30 and you just keep and you get a couple levels each time yeah. to beat it so yeah it's After a couple hours you're 99 right, right? right yeah it's i think it took me like an hour and so, some change to do it from like level i think i was probably level 40 or something like that but, gotcha yeah the end game stuff needs to be fixed but that's kind of part of for the course for most video games these days i mean yeah we got video games like anthem coming out that don't have any content like whatsoever (laughs) and those games are literally designed to have end game content like that's the draw or like 
when Diablo 3 came out in 2012 right. or 13, everybody hated that game because there was no end game. No concept. end game. At now all. you play Diablo 3 and it's awesome. There's and it's tons like of, all end game. It, yeah, the whole thing is end game content. You don't start playing until you beat it. Um, but Kingdom Hearts, you know, I, I think that's why people haven't made it as big a stink about it because it is fixable and that's par for the course for a lot of games these days. Yeah. Yeah. They, they want to get the game out and get the money from people and then they try to fix well, it. Well, and I think. Uh... Like certain other game developers might not have as much of a like reputation. To, they're like, oh, like Square Enix is definitely gonna fix this, and everyone's like a hundred percent like on board. Like, there's no way that they don't a- add. Some I don't know stuff. if the faith is in Square Enix as much as it's in Nomura, because Square Enix has done some pretty slimy stuff DLC wise. Mm. Fa- I mean, Final Fantasy 15. I I like Final Fantasy 15 more than most people. I think. That game is so incomplete out of the box. Mm. Like they literally, they skip portions of the story. Yeah. And like a character disappears, like Gladio disappears. And then he comes back like an hour in the game later. And they're like, what'd you do? He goes, oh, I'll tell you about it later. And then it's a DLC. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they did that for literally every character. That's it's like, true. Oh, uh, Ignis is blind now. How do you get blinded? Well, I don't know. I guess we'll find out later. And then it's DLC. <laughs> and it's like, what in the hell? So I don't know if the faith is in Square Enix. It's more Nomura. Um, okay. But yeah, and and he's talked about how there's not going to, if there is paid DLC, it's going to be bigger and there's going to be free DLC. And who knows? Who knows what we're looking at? But Addison, anything else you want to uh, add to your to review and you want to give us a, a score? Uh, yeah. I, no, I'll just skip to the score. And I take up too much time with it. But um, I will say we did... Um, I, I don't know if you guys recall, but before the game came out, we all kind of said, what's our expectation as far as like um, the game? And I think, I think I said, I wanted it to be in my top five games of all time. If uh, I mean, I'd yeah, have I to mean, run that the tape. That sounds familiar. I'd have to run the tape maybe. And I can't decide if it is or not. If it is, it's like maybe number five. Yeah. So it's... it might just barely made it but i i don't even i think i'm just uh I, I think i'm just giving it the benefit of the doubt here i don't know if it really would make my top five games of all time it's a very uh, divisive game dude like it's it's a lot of people hate it a lot of people love it i i had this guy comment on our, on our youtube channel about how he used to be the biggest kingdom hearts fan and now because of disney they ruined it and it's one of the biggest catastrophes of all time uh, I don't he, think Disney has much to do with it. That's what I said too. But he compared it to Fallout 76 or uh he compared it to ET 2600, you know, the famous game that yeah. got buried in landfills. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, dude, like I get not liking the game, but you're you're definitely going Disney is super ingrained in this. I don't think like uh they did anything I I mean if you want to say that like the Frozen World is bad because of Disney, I might give you credit for that. Yeah, like oh Disney wouldn't let them do certain things, so they kind of had to just make this linear world and blah blah blah. But if you're telling like he was saying like oh they made the game uh, less mature, they made it less mature and they made it easy for newcomers and that and it's like I don't think they he they had any say on gameplay in no. in, in Kingdom Hearts three personally, I- but surprised yeah i would too anyway your score sorry i interrupted you if i were to give it a score out of 100 i would probably settle um i wanted I, the number that's popping into my head is like 87 okay okay all right that's favorable it's a good review yeah yeah it's a solid I, I mean, B. I, I really enjoyed playing the game i i mean you know, beyond all of my gripes about story and how, you know, some things might not have played out the way that I would have liked. Um, the first time I played it, I really enjoyed playing it. I had a blast, you know, it was, it was fun to play. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, yeah, I couldn't put it down. Yeah. Honestly, I, we're still playing it. Yeah, so I was uh, just playing it a second ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, I'm, like there were some things I'd take out and that's the thing. Like, I don't know if there's anything that I would say that they missed they missed out on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they did too much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I think um a lot of the weird mini game stuff 
is all right, but none of it is great. Except for obviously the Winnie the Pooh uh, puzzle game. <laughs> but like like the Ratatouille mini game isn't as good as I wanted it to be, and you know, yeah, yeah, aren't that great. Right, there's just a lot of stuff where it's like you could have taken this out, and I would have been fine with the game. Yeah, you know, but. Yeah, so there, there you have it, everybody. The Master Masters Addison gives us his review. An 87 out of 100. Mm. That's pretty favorably scored. I'm pretty impressed, Addison. Thank you. What we're going to do next is we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are actually going to talk about... Shit, what are we talking about? We are going to talk about uh, what DLC we want to see for Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay. So stay tuned for that, folks, and thank you for listening, and we'll see you in a minute. Bye-bye. Hey guys, Mike here, here to talk to you about Audible. Audible is graciously giving listeners of the Anthem Report podcast a free audiobook download and free 30-day trial. There are tons of books on video games, if that's what you're into, and they're read to you by some really cool people. So go ahead and check that out, www.audibletrial.com slash Report. And every, every uh, person that signs up, it helps the show. So thank you, and thank you to Audible. Darkness conquers all worlds! Welcome back, everybody, to the Ansem Report podcast. We appreciate you listening. And as a reminder, you can review us on iTunes. Give us a nice five-star review. Five star, Let five us know star, how we're star. doing. And you can also comment on YouTube. Or if you want to join the discussion, if you say, hey, you know what? I want you guys to talk about this Kingdom Hearts-related topic or any topic. You can email us at AnsemReportPodcast at gmail.com. And we will read your question on the air and discuss it. Sounds great, doesn't it? Jason, why don't you ever email us at AnsomReportPodcast at gmail.com? I don't know how to do the emails. Okay, Jason doesn't know how technology works. Anyway, let's move on. DLC, guys. Let's talk DLC. Let's talk about what kind of DLC we want to see. That the I didn't like how I said that. DLC we want to see. We're gonna, we're, <laughs> what kind of D do you want to see? What kind of D do you want to L and C? Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so... <laughs> God damn it. So... We're, uh, you know, I, I would like to see people use the word final mix a lot. Mm-hmm. Final mix, final mix, because we had Kingdom Hearts 1 final mix. We had Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix. And I believe we had Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep final mix. Is that correct? Yeah. There was a final mix of Birth by Sleep. So there is a, 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 uh, trend, trend of this. And Square Enix in, gen- in general like to do this. Yeah. Final Fantasy 15 Royal Edition, anybody? So, well, also, World Ends With You also has a final World mix. Ends With You final remix. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this. Do you guys what, think... What do you think that says about Square Enix? That they just think they're bad at making games the first time? <laughs> I don't think that's it necessarily because they've been doing this since before the DLC era, right? I think what it yeah. is is they like money and they know oh, that idiots like me does? and you and Jason will buy Kingdom Hearts again if like they release a times. disc with a new name on it. So It'll come out on the PS5. That's the more sensible answer for right. sure. I th- I think I mean there have been times where I've seen the Royal Edition for sale on like a, a game store like a, the Xbox store or whatever and been like, "Oh, it's only 20 bucks. I should buy this game I own again." <laughs> <laughs> so, the, the, they're smart. They know that I'm an idiot. <laughs> Nomura has said though that there's no final mix coming he has said there we are not really releasing the game now is he the president of square enix absolutely not yeah but i'd like to think he has some pull in what happens to his property even though he did get pulled off final fantasy 15 and who knows so if there was a final mix let's just say there's a dlc pack they call final mix what do you guys want to see in it Boss fights on boss fights on boss fights. Boss fights on boss fights. Is there a specific boss fight you'd like to see? I mean, obviously Sephiroth is what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. But besides that? I think I'd like to see, like, obviously. I mean, I think that's going to be the number one answer for everybody is boss fights, right? Because I think think most people kind of were left with a bad taste in their mouth about what boss fights we were given. Um, and and the the, the the standard game. Um, so I, I think that's the obvious number one answer. But I'd like to see more um keyblades. But but when I say like DLC keyblades, I don't mean like hey pay pay a dollar and here you <laughs> like I want to I want them to like 
how do we earn more keyblades gameplay wise how do we get more keyblades you know stuff like that right. um different uh you know um well i'll tell you what i would really like um is is like different um uh f- form forms and stuff like that for like the existing keyblades i think that would be cool to add different forms like okay. like when you say different forms do you mean like one's completely different from anything we've seen in the game or do you mean like yeah, okay. yeah. like add different form changes for for the existing keyblades too did um did you guys know that there's a keyblade you could unlock by beating all the uh uh the little game boy mini games yeah i did not know yeah it's called mm, i don't remember what it's called but it looks like <laughs> it it's like really zigzaggy and then it it it's very magic based like it has MP Haystega like three times or something like that. Wow. And it uses um it's the Toy Story transformations, but they're obviously called different things. But it has a lot of really cool like classic Mickey Mouse like um imagery with it. I used it to beat Dark Inferno because I just spam Thunder a lot, but Okay, what about this? Keyblade Forge, like gummy ship style, you build one. Mm. You take you can have any of the the forms from any of the other ones throw those in there now it's not gonna be exactly like how like the gummy ship stuff works because there's gonna have to be more about it but it's like you have all these different things to choose from you can put these parts and pieces together to make those i feel like that's something that could happen so it's just customizable keyblades basically that you can you can build based on specific like uh i don't think it would be blocks like it is in the gummies though i think no, they no, would give no. you parts and you yeah. could just switch them around yeah right? that's what like, i'm thinking okay. like a different hilts different um different blades and then like um accessories that you can add to the blade stuff yeah, like that yeah, and yeah, a keychain yeah, yeah. yeah keychain okay that'd be cool i'd be into that i don't see that happening but i i think that'd be cool yeah part of me would be like that'd be cool but part of me is like no, don't touch my precious keyblades. Right. Let there only be ones that Nomura made. You yeah, know? that's. <laughs> I'd like to see like a keyblade pack. Like they go. Oh Jesus! Classic no. keyblades, and they go. Oh, here's Ultima. Five ninety nine for all the cage here's ones. Here's Oblivion. Here's Oathkeeper. Here's um, Fenrir. Like, give me four keyblades for five bucks. Jesus, I'd buy it. I mean, as long as as long as they've all got their own unique, like brand new form changes and like right. ability stuff like that i i wouldn't be too mad about it i want the metal chocobo the that's, metal, chocobo. metal yeah. chocobo that's what i want but the problem with this guys and and we touched on it already but we want more bosses there's got to be something to use these keyblades on because right now i have ultima weapon and i have this weird uh mini game one and then i have the ratatouille keyblade and i got those at the end of the game and i ain't got nothing to use them on because i'm level 99 already right so my dream DLC would be a new Coliseum. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. That's a okay. really good one. And this also adds into your guys' boss fight dream, too, because mm-hmm. you give me five tournaments, okay? Yeah. Just like in Classic KH1, each one is ended by a boss of some kind. So, And they could they could reuse some of the organization members for that. I'd yeah. be down with that. Um, Or they could bring in new different kind of bosses for us to fight. <laughs> Give us Sephiroth. You yeah. could give Do us it. Sephiroth. You could give us... I want to fight Leon. You, you could give us classic Final Fantasy characters. I don't think they'll do that, but you could do that. Um, you could give us classic bosses from other Kingdom Hearts games. I want to fight Zack. You want to fight Zack? Yeah, I want to fight Zack. Why? Zack's lame. Zack's really cool. I'd much rather fight Cloud than Zack. Yeah, I just fought Zack again because I was playing uh, BBS on Critical. What would also be really cool to... Is like another added feature to this Coliseum is to be able to choose if you're playing as Sora, Aqua, or Riku. That was actually going to be my next point. Oh, my really? God. Yeah, I, I have a plan on my He's head. Master of Masters. He knows what happens in the future. Like, Hello? What? Hello? What did you say? <laughs> I said great minds think alike. Oh, uh, I, I thought you were saying, you said, so like, and then you were going to go, but you cut out a little bit there. Yeah, so so the the Coliseum you have bosses at the end of it. They they I'd like to actually see Sephiroth implemented in a different way, 
And let me tell you guys how. Because I've already explained this before. Yeah. But Sephiroth is the, the city of toy you find in the Toy Story yeah. room. That's what I want. Right. And then you could include him in the Coliseum as well. But I, I think ha- like walking through Toy Story and you don't even know it's there. And then you walk up and he just bursts out of a fucking package. <laughs> and points his like, long ass sword at you. That would be so dope. Yeah. They'd have to have something where it's like something else to like bait you to go there because right. otherwise a lot of people like aren't even just a little bloop, pop-up message that says hey there's something new in toy box world yeah you should go check out the toy the the action toys section or whatever it's called yeah um but back to what addison was saying that i said this is my next idea is i want to be able to control aqua or riku at any point in the game hmm yeah, it doesn't make sense if it's a cutscene where there's two Rikus or whatever. I don't care. So many <laughs> games have done this in the past. You can control whatever, you know. But yeah. the only difference is instead of it just being a character model, I want to fight like them. So I want I want upgrade trees for both of them. I want different techniques. If this is really a final mix DLC, this should be easy for them to do because it, it sounds like a lot. But So, like, you want, like, a whole progression system for either... I want Aqua mode and, and Riku mode, and it's the same game. I don't care if the I don't want the story to differ or anything. Right, like that. right, right, right. And right. the cutscenes, the cutscenes can still say Asora because that's a lot of work. Yeah. But then when you play, you just you're playing as Aqua throughout the game. Right. That'd be awesome. What? How do you feel about like the cosmetics, like that were in point two? Yeah, that's weird that they were in point two and they didn't. I, I forgot about that. You're right. Like, but I don't want to pay. I feel for like those. that's what's gonna happen, and then like they have all the different missions. But it's gonna suck for everyone who already played to have to go through and do all this extra stuff. Yeah, that's true. When you played through the game and getting the cosmetics as as Aqua in point two, throughout the entire thing, you were getting the progression of that. Well, we've already all put tons of hours into playing, so if they do it the same way, I don't think Dude, it'll work very well. I don't know. I I'd be down to start a new file. Yeah. Yeah. Addison, would you, you want to start a new file for cosmetics unlockables? I, I mean, not specifically cosmetics, but <laughs> maybe other things. You 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 don't want to have it so you can dress up, you can cross dress Sora, and then like right. I'm down if I can put Sora in like a tutu or something. <laughs> you know? It's just his normal clothes, but he just has like a tutu around him. <laughs> I'd be into that. Yeah, I never. I don't really think I um, when I played point two. I don't think I really used the cosmetics too much. I think we just put cat ears on Aqua and called it a day. We we did some stuff, yeah. but like we it was kind of oh, kitty. The like progression on it was kind of slow, and like if you did get something, it was like this little thing on your shoulder. Yeah, like yeah. I I'd like to see that come back. I think that'd be cool. I mean, that can't be the the main thing. point of the DLC. I'm but scared that's gonna happen. Yeah, well, eh, possible. So yeah, that that's I the Coliseum thing is the big thing for me. And then another thought I had, because Kingdom Hearts 2 did this, the the um, data fights. The data fights. That shit's going to be so hard. You, un- you unlock, you know, each version of the organization that you fight in a data fight, and it's one-on-one instead of this three-on-one oh, yeah. stuff. I was, I was just going to say, I, if, if that were the case, one-on-one for sure. Yeah. One-on-one, so there's 13 doors again, and you get to, you know, 14 if you want to fight the data version of Xehanort. Right? Or wait, no, he's 13, right? Well, yeah, 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 he's 13. And, again, another thing that you can tackle with Riku or Aqua if you would like. Hmm. That's what I, I, that would, if they did that, and then the last one being Secret Boss Yozora. Hmm. If they did all that. I'm in, dude. I'll pay. I'll pay twenty, thirty bucks for that shit. Hmm. Secret boss Yozora. Secret boss Yozora. You like when you go up to the Verum Rex screen in you Toy Box World? In. Well, you hit triangle, and then it's like you want to play the mini game or dot dot dot, mm. and then it's Yozora, and he's like lingering will ass Yozora, okay. and he works you, and it's tough, and it sucks, but it's cool. Okay. Fucking warp blades the shit out of you. Yeah, and... dude. Maybe his buddies show up for his, like, DM. Okay. And they, like, do stupid stuff <laughs> like they do in the trailer. I don't know. I, I, I think that would be super cool. Uh, what, what, what do you guys think? What, what else do you – I mean, I know I kind of took over there and just said this, this, and this, and I might have stole all the good ideas, but 
is there anything else you guys would like to see as DLC? This game is 10 out of 10 if there's more more boss fights. Wow. 10 out of 10? <laughs> yes, 10 out of 10. I, I wouldn't go 10 out of 10, but... Depending on the amount uh, of boss fights they had. So if they did what I just described, is that a 10 out of 10 for you? Yeah. Okay. You heard it, Nomura. I'm getting at least six boss fights. Or I mean, I, just I, like I, new I, ones. Super excited, and I, and like that would give us so much more gameplay. Um, but ten out of ten, no. Ten out of ten. I I think in order to be ten out of ten, it needs to add that, and then similar to what they did in Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix, I need some explanation on some shit. Yeah, extra cutscenes. I need I need to know where Lingering Will went. I, I need, need to, to see know... more than just the grassy cliff. Like I want to see Axel and Kyrie actually train. I need to know. I need some action. I, I mean, I don't know if you need to see her train because she never fought. Yeah, that's true. Anyways. That's true. If you show her training and she's like good, then it doesn't explain why she just she just got and destroyed. I don't know if you listened last week, Addison, the whole way, but. I had I had a way to fix Kyrie in the game. Where, okay. Uh, Zemnis grabs her, and or no, no, I'm sorry. Where Xehanort has her, like I I wanted to see her put up a fight against Zemnis, where she summons her Keyblade to her other hand and smacks him in the face. But then they end up taking her anyway, right? So she Xehanort has her, and he's like watching Sora and Riku and Mickey fight the three Xehanorts, and uh, she like wakes up and she like goes to sneak attack him as the battle's done. And Sora's like, Kyrie, And then he kills her. Because at least she put up some kind of fight. Or attempted right. to. You know? And to me, that fixes like a puppet. it. Right. To me, yeah. that fixes it. And it goes, okay, she, the reason she died, he wasn't, might not even killed her. But the reason she died is because she tried to attack him and kill him, you know? I'm way yeah. more into that than what they did. What they did is garbage. Yeah, super lame. I don't think they'd do that in a DLC, though. That's the only problem. Yeah. That's a lot of rewrites. Where I don't in Kingdom Hearts Final Mix Two, they didn't really rewrite anything. They just showed you more, right? They're just added yeah. more. Like they're the one that always pops in my head is after you leave Twilight Town, they show Axel and um, who else is there? Is it Nominee? I don't remember, but they're on that hill in the actual Twilight Town. Where you where you find the dog in the in the bag? Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that scene was added for Final Mix. That's the one I always think of. Cause... I always think of the one where Xemnas um, shows up to where like the Tron room is to mm. get in, and then that extra door opens. Oh yeah, that you're not one able too. To go in, and then he walks down the stairs. The really long cut scene of just walking. Yep. Isn't it? Doesn't he? There's like Aqua's um, armor or whatever. Isn't that what he? Yeah, Jeez. it's like it's like the chamber. He he yeah, he's in Aqua's armor's in there, but then he's able to like converse with like Ven or something in the chamber of waking or something. Like it's like the other side of the coin type thing. Like, yeah. like both the rooms are connected. Yeah, it's something like that. But yeah, so I don't think they've ever like retconned anything in those. They just added. So I don't see them retconning anything, but I see them explaining what exactly happened with the whole hey everybody died scene what do you think about like dlc where there's stuff with union cross do you want that where it explains some union cross stuff or i think union cross is going to explain union cross stuff don't you no but like okay so like union cross stuff but like okay meaning like kind of what happens in the end movie the epilogue so, oh, so you mean continuing... Continuing on. Like, so saying, okay, we found out who Luju is, now he's going to tell us what happened? Yeah, that type of stuff. I'd be into that. I'd be into that. So you're talking, like, more more cutscenes to set up for the next games, basically. Yeah. It could go back in time, and you're playing as Ven, because Ven's there. And they already have, like, somewhat of a system for Ven's, like, moves, you know? Yeah. I could see that. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't. I think a lot of that stuff is going to get explained in in Union Cross, though. Yeah, I I think the there KH4. is. Uh, yeah, whatever I, it's called. I just I don't think that I think they're going to keep that to that because they have to keep making that game and they want to keep making money on it. So I I think they're gonna, you know, we're gonna slowly find out who killed Starletia, and we're gonna slowly find out that it was Ven, 
and we're gonna slowly <laughs> right find out that they went to another world line and we're gonna slowly find, you know what i mean it's just uh, that's what i think um and keep releasing new characters for people to spend money on. Right, right, right. What do you, what do you think, Addison? Do you have any other DLC that you want to see or, or anything like that? No, nothing really jumps off the top of my head. Um, but I, I'd be really, I think a lot of the stuff that you came up with, like the Colise- Coliseum in particular, I think that would be a really good idea. Nice addition. Yeah, it's just I, I, it's mind-boggling to me that it wasn't there in the first place. And I get like the the story of the game doesn't really allow for it, I guess. But that's never stopped them before. Yeah, like the story. I don't know. The Mirage Arena had, really has nothing to do with the story Anything. in BBS, and yeah. they still have it. So uh, I'd really like to see that again. But Jason, do you have any other DLC that you have ideas on before we move on? No. Okay. I don't think so. All right. I, we want to know what you guys think. So if you have any DLC you'd like to see, hit us up on Twitter at Spike Getty Bros or email us at AnsomReportPodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think about DLC and what you want from DLC. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to get a little wacky and we're going to talk about Donald's magic that hides Goofy and Sora and Donald from the war. I don't know how to explain this. What is it? World Order Magic. World Order Magic. That's what we'll call it. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll be right back. New World Order. You showed no fear in stepping through the door to darkness. It held no terror for you. Welcome back to the Ansem Report podcast. We're going to talk about Donald Duck and his wacky magic. It's going to get and real no, wild. I'm not talking about Zeta Flare, which is probably the strongest beam that humanity's ever seen. <laughs> We're going to talk about his disguise magic. So what what led me to this is a couple weeks ago, you and I, Jason, had a conversation about in the Disney Springs demo that I played in Orlando. There was the Toy Story demo, and when. Rex called Sora Yozora. He said, oh, it's Yozora from my favorite game. And his two companions. And whatever those companions' names are. I probably should have looked into that. But it's in the the Toy Box demo, but it is cut from the main game. Mm. That that scene doesn't exist. Like, they edited it down. So that got me thinking. What if two the Toy Story characters, Donald and Goofy, do look like those humanoid characters due to Donald's magic? Hmm. And it got me into a whole different. Got us, it got us into a whole different thought process of how does this magic work? What do, what does it do? Like, do they look like normal humans in like Corona? Right, like because like by all means, there's a lot of worlds they go to where talking animals, talking anthropomorphic animals are not normal. Right, but yet they go, oh, this is fine, Donald and Goofy and Sora. Sorry, Sora, Donald and Goofy in that order. Yeah. Um. So that's what we want to kind of talk about today. Uh, Addison, just off the air, referenced a part in the Frozen world where Sora asked Donald for a coat, and Donald just goes, hey, man, it doesn't work like that. So we, we want to get... zero sense. <laughs> it makes zero sense. So we want to get to the bottom of his magic. And we're going to start with Kingdom Hearts 1, because that's where they first introduced this concept, right? Mm-hmm. That they look... The reason their clothes change... Where 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 do their clothes change in Kingdom Hearts 1? Is it Halloween Town? Yeah, I think Halloween Town's the only one, if I recall. Uh, well, and Little Mermaid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, that's right. They have to... Right. And I think that's where they explain it, is the Little Mermaid world. Probably. Because he's like, Donald, you're an octopus, and Goofy, you're a turtle. And Goofy's, like, floating. <laughs> he's, like, upside down. Right. So... Even though he looks like he does not belong in Agrabah at all. But no. That's not a big deal. None of them belong in Agrabah. So right. we're going to start. We're just going to go through the worlds here. So we're going to start with Wonderland. I think no one would freak in Wonderland because yeah. there's a Cheshire cat and there's. Everyone's really, tripping balls. Yeah. Every, everybody's done a lot of acid and they don't care if there's a talking dog or duck. That's normal for them. They just want to pet it. Now, Tarzan is the first interesting one to me because that's a realistic-ish world. Right. 
where the reason Tarzan can understand animals is because he speaks ape. Right. Yet there is a giant talking dog and duck conversing with Jane and Clayton, and they do not care that they are. So my question for you is, does Donald's magic make them look human? Hmm. I think so. It has to, right? He's just like a really tall, lanky guy and a really short, stubby guy. Right. It's 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 Shaggy and Danny DeVito. Right. You know? I don't know. Donald's really short. I, I, I don't think Donald could pass as a human unless... But, okay, so if that's how it works, he makes them look human, why can't we see that? But we see it when it's like absolutely... It's like... Right. What's like... the point of having Donald and Goofy if it's not Donald and Goofy? Okay. But then, what about Monsters, Inc.? They're not the Donald Goofy we know. Right, but you can clearly be like, okay, that's Donald and that's Goofy. Okay, all right, all right. If those, if Donald and Goofy, like those monsters, showed up in Monsters, Inc., people would be like, oh, that's Donald and Goofy. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay. You'll well, ne- you, you definitely missed this Easter egg. <laughs> now I'm trying to imagine, like, if they did make them very human what would what would human Goofy look like and human Donald look yeah, like? Yeah, it's it's strange to think about, right? <laughs> yeah, I I can't... think in in Cinderella doesn't one of the 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 rats turn into a person? Yeah, he's got a big old schnoz. Right? Uh, I thought it was uh, what's his name? They also turn a mouse into a horse. That too, yeah. No, but like they turn him into a person. I think it's Gus Gus. I don't know, but anyway, so they turn him into it. It'd be like, like they just take their like features and like, just make them over exaggerated, but on like a normal ish person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess goof. They'd both have big schnozzes. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. We have the Hercules world, which obviously Herc is very fine with how they look. Yeah. And I think that one could get a pass because while there's like human elements, there's also fantasy elements there. Yeah, like Phil. Yeah, Phil. Okay, yeah, Phil is a good example because he's like literally like a little horseman. Yeah, with a fat tummy. And there's Hydra, and, and he talks like he like he's from New York. <laughs> yeah. So. Or not at all. Yeah, or he doesn't talk at all. Agraba. It's weird, even though there's a genie, and but a poo can't talk, right? No, he can't. Wait, it's Abu, not Apu. Apu's the Simpsons character. Yeah. Abu. Abu can't talk. Abu. He can just make noises. And the magic carpet can't talk. But the genie's there. So that, I don't know, we might be able to get a pass on that one. But then don't you think somebody would go, well, hey, what genie do you know to make these animals you're with talk? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, there's no people. <laughs> That's, well, okay, dude, we're implying that there are people, though. Even though Kingdom Hearts 1, there's no people. No, yeah, yeah. So Little Mermaid, all the animals talk, it's fine. Yeah. And they actually change their appearance, which it's weird, because Donald could just be a duck. Right? Right, but, but they had to change their <laughs> He could just be a duck. That's I true. I mean, ducks can't breathe underwater, I guess. No. But, yeah. Neither can turtles. Neither can turtles. And, well, they can stay underwater for quite a while. Yeah, but they can't breathe underwater. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Neither can mermaids. Actually, mermaids can. Mermaids can. (laughs) Um, That's literally the whole point to a mermaid. Um, (laughs) Halloween Town. You're a mermaid, but you can't breathe underwater. I just have to stay really close to the the shore. Oh, my God. That sounds awful. Yeah, that sounds like a torturous life. Uh, Halloween Town... They kind of just wear Halloween costumes. Yeah. Pretty much. Which is, that's on par, right? Yeah. Are there any talking animals in Neverland? Um, I don't think so. The crocodile no. don't talk. No, there's not. I yeah, so that so. should be a... That should be a... Peter Pan should be like, what the fuck is this, bro? You know? <laughs> this is weird. You guys have really good costumes. Yeah, yeah no kidding. So, I mean, we could spend time going through every world they visit, but I don't know how fruitful that would be. Yeah. But the point is, it's weird that these normal human characters think it's okay that Donald and Goofy exist. I think, okay, the thing would be, 
like it would get really old as like the player to have that happen in like every world. Like, oh my god, why is there? Jason, stop being there? rational about this. But like, I'd be like, okay, what the fuck? Get over it. It's Donald and Goofy. Right. Don't stop being rational. But I think it would be cool if like. This would be crazy. Okay, so they go to a world where Sora, like, you meet the person who seems like they're the the protagonist, but they're the antagonist. But Sora identifies with them so much, and then that person tries to use some type of, like, memory-type stuff to mess with them. And so his heart starts to... To, to lose that, like, link that he has to Goofy and Donald. And as he's looking at Goofy and Donald, they go from being Goofy and Donald to kind of, like, phasing into, like, being, like, normal people. Because that's how Donald's magic works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. That would be that crazy. That would be quite the explanation like he starts to make. He starts to lose himself in that world or whatever. As if this game wasn't complicated enough. Right, right. <laughs> Wait, why are Donald Goofy human? Well, they're not human. It's Donald's magic that's making them human. But Sora's seen him that way for the first time because he's losing his connection with them because he knows what the the magic doesn't fool him because he knows what they look like. But because of, you know what I mean, yeah. like my eyes are crossing, yeah. saying all that. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Why can't Donald give Sora a coat? Why Metroid can't crawl? He gives. I think I think he's just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he he gives him pirate clothes. Well, and then later, like, Donald's like, I'm cold. Yeah, Donald says he's cold. Give yourself a coat. <laughs> yeah. And then Sora's like, just keep moving. You'll warm up <laughs> as he's running up the mountain. <laughs> right. Yeah. Donald's magic is confusing. I don't, and it sounds like some form that when you reference Cinderella, it actually made me think, it sounds like some form of the great godmother's magic. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, she turns shit into pump pumpkins and the stagecoaches and mice and a horse and yeah and and so he must have learned it from her. He said, but he's very boo. He's very selective when when he uses it because like Lion King, he straight up turns Sora into a lion because it'd be weird if there was a human there. Yeah, but in a human world, it's not weird if there's a giant duck and dog. I I think the only like explanation that I can come up with that would you know, um, answer this and like have some continuity is that it's a spell that Donald can use, but he doesn't get to choose what the result is. It just um, takes form based on their surroundings. You know okay. I mean? Based on the heart, the world's heart. <laughs> no, no, I actually like that explanation, Addison. Yeah. That makes sense. Because that would make sense as to why Sora's like, hey, can I have a coat? And Donald's like, it doesn't work like that, bro. No, like, you don't need to look different in this world, so... But it doesn't make sense that whatever his his magic sucks then, because it's cold there. Why wouldn't he have a coat? Yeah, seriously. He can... <laughs> his magic will give him a, a Halloween costume in Halloween Town, but it won't give him a fucking coat in right. the art. Or we'll give him a dope-ass fedora in Toy Story World, but it won't give him a coat. <laughs> <laughs> Which is part, like... At first, when that oh, that whole reference of that um, the the Viram Rex thing, Donald has a fedora on in Toy Story World, and one of the Yozora's teammates wears a fedora as well. So I think they were, but then Goofy doesn't look anything like the other guy. Yeah. So I I thought that was interesting that they both had fedoras on. Oh. You know, one fedora per crew. That is though. a good point. You gotta you gotta remember that. That's a cardinal rule. It's a cardinal rule. Hopefully, his, I'm glad his magic follows that. I'm glad Sora, <laughs> Toy Story Sora didn't get a fedora too, because that would have been that would have been an issue. Would have been a huge <laughs> issue. <laughs> anyway, I I don't know. This was a this was a dumb segment. But do we, <laughs> do we have anything else to say about it's something this? cool to think about? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when we first talked about, it, I was like, oh my god! Like, I, do they look like humans to people? I'd like it explained. It, it's yeah, it's it's something that's like, could you kind of just explain this to to us? But in like the grand scheme of things, um, there are so many unexplained issues yeah. in Kingdom Hearts that right. <laughs> I well, like. I how... just I thought about it because when I hear people talk about Kingdom Hearts that don't play Kingdom Hearts, 
they go, how come no one cares? There's a giant dog and duck running around. You know what I mean? Like that's like <laughs> yeah. one of people's gripes is like, oh, so this normal kid hangs out with a giant duck and dog, and it's like, okay, it's Donald and Goofy. They're Disney characters. Like yeah. What? So, but that's like one of that's like a gripe I hear pretty commonly about Kingdom Hearts from people that don't play it. Yeah, like what the what the hell are Donald and Goofy doing here? Right. I want to like contract someone to draw. Donald and Goofy to be like a believable like people like in, in in like a like any type of like art style mm-hmm. of like all any of the Disney worlds. I I don't think you got to contract anybody. I think that's probably out there. There's probably some hentai out there where Donald and Goofy <laughs> are beautiful <laughs> men. Okay, I'm gonna Google human Donald Duck. Human. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No no! Not live on air. No. <laughs> Human Donald Duck. That's actually, while he's looking, that's one of my favorite things in the world. That if you try to look for the term knuckles, like if you're looking for like Googling like your knuckles on your hand. Yeah. If you Google knuckles, it'll be Knuckles the Echidna from Sonic the Hedgehog. And if you Google human knuckles, it will be Knuckles as a human. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way to search for knuckles. The first thing I came across, like I actually kind of like it, except for the fact that he looks way too happy, and Donald Duck would never be this happy. But it's like a picture of a boy and a girl, and the girl is supposed to be like Daisy. Daisy. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm looking this up now, too, for our reference, because we are not in the same room. Human Donald. It should be like one of the top couple pictures that come up, and it's like a, a boy and a girl. Oh, yeah, and they're holding hands? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's in his classic sailor outfit. Yeah, and he's kind of his pants kind of have like a little tail. Like a ducktail, sort of. Okay, that's legit. Yeah, you know what? I'm into that. But here's the real question. What does human goofy what look like? What does human goofy look like? <laughs> uh, I don't know what would come up if you Google human goofy. Oh, my goofy. God. There are a lot of human goofies. And there's a Kingdom Hearts <laughs> one specifically, and it's awesome. <laughs> He's got, like, a dirt stash I, and I, big I, buck teeth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And, oh, whoever drew this, you're awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that. Do you think like people people have like had to have the same conversation as we're having right now in the past, right. and that's why. Yeah. Oh, here's here's one of Donald and Goofy together in their Kingdom Hearts gear. Okay, that looks like um. It's very anime. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like uh. Final Fantasy Tactics, like how their new style. Oh yeah, with like. the big eyes and the yeah. yeah. And here's here's one of both of them with Sora. Oh my god! So I'm gonna post these obviously on the YouTube version if uh, because this is bad podcasting. But just look for Human Goofy and Human Donald Duck, and hopefully you have safe search on on Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't forget that because I I can't promise that um it won't be. It will be safe for work on on that regard. <laughs> so yeah, uh, maybe they are just human to Rapunzel and to uh, Elsa and Hercules. And <laughs> like, why does this human have? Like when Donald gets really mad, that yeah. Well, what if they just hear his voice as a normal voice too? Well, yeah, it does affect his voice, right? That'd uh, be a tragedy. It's just like goofy garsh. <laughs> or yeah. Does, or does this take? Does it just? Completely change it to, gosh. <laughs> gosh. Gosh, Sora, I think we should. Hey, Sora, there's a lucky emblem over there. <laughs> there's some ingredients I over here. I think I've discovered some ingredients. Because he'd still say it really slow, but it just wouldn't sound like Donald. I don't like this version of Donald and Goofy. I'm not into it. Yeah. I. I don't it's know. It's honestly if, terrifying. It is. It, to think it's about giving it. me anxiety. What, what would human Mickey look like? Oh, gee. Oh, geez. Human shirtless Mickey. <laughs> oh. But he wouldn't sound that way anymore. Either. Yeah. He'd be like, haha. Gosh, Riku, we had to save Aqua from the darkness 10 years later. You're too late. <laughs> short man. You're too late, short mouse. I mean, man. Because, wait, yeah, she sees him as a mouse. So. I'm guessing she sees Donald and Goofy as a dog and a duck. Yeah. Uh, we, I don't think we'll ever get the answer to this question. It depends. If you see, if you can see their heart, you can oh see their Oh, my God. Appearance. Shut up. Shut up. 
Anyway, I think I think we've uh, talked about this enough. I think it's time to end yeah, this episode we, of the we've podcast. We've that. <laughs> yes, definitely. We beat it dead. But if you still want to talk about it for some reason, hit us up on email, answerportpodcast at gmail.com, or on Twitter at SplitGettyBros. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me this week for the Answer Report Podcast. It was a great time. Yeah, good to be it back. Was, it was good. Next week, I don't know what we're talking about next week. We, we, got, we got to figure that out. So if you have any suggestions for us, like I said, hit us up on the email or on Twitter. But we're going to have a good show for you next week, regardless of what we come up with. Yes. So, thank you for watching. Addison, hit him with it. Ooh, I'm back. All right, people. May your hearts be your guiding key. Oh, that feels so good to hear that again. So good. Coming. Thank no God. no this, offense to you, Jason. Stress, the stress from having to do that, it's just, it feels so good to not have yeah, that. Yeah, for I'm sure. sorry to leave that burden on your shoulders. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was a big burden, but, but we survived. But we're glad to have you back. Master of Masters. Thank you.